Hi, and welcome to Section Hiking of the Appalachian Trail. I am your host, John Eskelson, and I'm grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast today. For those who want to see pictures from my adventures, please check us out on Instagram at section underscore hiking underscore the underscore AT. And on Twitter, it's my name, at Eskelson John. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to share, please share your thoughts with me. This episode is the third that we're doing of my recent hike along the Appalachian Trail through the 115 miles of the Shenandoah National Park. Shenandoah is quite rightly considered one of the prettier parts of the trail. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, the park differs greatly from various seasons. So some of my observations, particularly relating to bugs or, you know, heat or humidity, um, are going to be different uh, depending on when you go. For me in the fall, the weather was perfect. A lot of highs in the 60s, lows in the 40s, and no rain except for the last day. But we'll get to that later. So last episode, we talked about my hike from Compton Gap, uh, traveling through a series of smaller gaps or valleys to Gravel Springs over Mount Marshall and down to Matthew Arms Campground. Uh, Today's podcast will review the hike I took on day three from Matthew Arms to the Bird's Nest number three, which is a um, which is a hut or a cabin along the trail. It was another really pretty warm day, and I couldn't have asked for better weather on this trip. It was absolutely gorgeous. As you may recall, I went to bed not feeling really great. In fact, I was curious whether I was going to be able to continue on with the trip. I was so tired and so sore in my hip, which I think in retrospect was a strained back muscle. But um, I had done a lot of stretching in the morning and on the next day, and I woke up feeling better than I had the night before. I realized that in addition to some serious stretches and calisthenics in the morning, that I needed to take some ibuprofen. But for some reason, I had not uh, included any in my first aid kit, which was really bizarre because I always bring ibuprofen. It's, it's like knee candy. And so that became the first order of business. I headed out of Matthew Arms campsite, um, <clears throat> packed up uh, along the to the Elkside Wayside store, which is two miles from the campground. You take the Elkside trail and it joins up at the AT again at mile marker 953, right by the Elkside Wayside. At the Wayside, they have a grill along with a bunch of camping stuff, Shenandoah National Park swag and other items consistent with Um, that's consistent across the various facilities across the park. Apparently the blueberry milkshakes are are tasty, um, but the grill lunch menu doesn't open until 10 a.m. and I wasn't interested in hanging around for so long. Um, I wanted to get moving. Uh, That was the philosophy I had anyway, and I'd rather go where I wanted to go rather than wait around for some specific treat that I could buy some other time when I'm not on the AT. I've later learned that the milkshakes were not to die for, uh, but apparently, if you've been hiking for a couple of months, um, they do taste pretty pretty good. Oh, well. At the wayside, I bought an overpriced bottle of ibuprofen and a bottle of Coke and waited until my hip felt loose. Um, I was When I was there, I met a hiker who goes by the trail name of Happy. He has a YouTube channel that you can look at called Happy Down the Trail, if you want to check it out. He seems to be a pretty dedicated hiker who nearly lives on the trail itself full time. Um, he was one of the more trail bound people that I've met. 
the other thing that I noticed is that my body actually felt pretty good overall once I got started, except for uh, the muscle of my hip. And um, <clears throat> it reminded me of a story of a, of a friend of mine um, that a friend of mine told of three hikers or three, and they were hiking, like had to hike like 50 miles a day um, across the Sahara Desert or something like that. And the first day was just really hard. And the second day was really hard. But the third day, it, it was okay. And the reason why it took three days is that the body the body is able to make adjustments necessary in order to um, in order to uh, move forward in the various activities that we engage in. And so I don't know if that's a made up story or not, but it's kind of what happened to me. I my the rest of my body felt really good, except for that little pull of muscle. And with some ibuprofen, I was able to get back on the trail and actually feel pretty good. Um, when you do go down Elkside Trail from Matthew Arms, you're going to hike down into a valley and cross several significant streams. Lots of water if you need it. So if you're hiking on the AT and you're and you come across the Elkside Trail, you can just go down to take a right if you're heading southbound or take a left if you're heading northbound and just uh, hike down until you find some water. And there's plenty of water there, even when the water is low other places. So for those of you who choose not to camp at Matthew's Arms and you're simply following the trail, um, that's a good place to go. After I finished chatting with Happy and some of the other people who we came across at the wayside, and I admit I'm a bit of a chatty Kathy, and so that sometimes takes a while, I headed back on the trail. A quarter mile after the wayside, there appears to be a spring with a campsite nearby. There's a sharp turn to the south following the spring, which crosses the trail just after the turn. I headed south where I came to a hill where there was a steady rise, making it to the top at 3.1 miles or about mile marker 951.9. I remember hiking along the easy trail and seeing the, the upward slope thinking, ugh, some more. Now this will be significant later on. Uh, along the west side of the trail, just after it levels out at the top of the hill, I know the campsite around 951.5. It seems like there's a number of places where dispersal camping in the backcountry is, is to be had along this part of the trail. A little bit later, I came across the side trail to the Thornton River Trail and Skyline Drive, which is about mile marker 949. And so after a couple of miles further, uh, there's a continued descent the trail flattens out and then climbs again after five miles with a significant climb uh, where there's a marker for the turnoff to bird hut number four, which is, at, which is just under a mile away, about 0.9 miles. Now, I didn't go and look at this hut because for a couple of reasons. One, it was so far off the trail um, and I really didn't want to take the side hike. And second of all, it's a picnicking uh, hut. It's not for camping. So there really wasn't much of an incentive for me to go take a look at it in the event that I might want to sleep there sometime. At 5.84 miles, so I guess, you know, there's a, there's a marker on the trail. <clears throat> and it says that bird's nest number four is a half mile away, splitting the trail um, from the AT. And so I decided to stick with the AT. There's two ways into the bird's nest. Um, it's a nice, apparently it's a nice picking, picnicking area. Um, as I just mentioned, I'm not really interested. Uh, there's a crest just past the marker and in the October sun and the warmth, I didn't think about it, but I should have considered bringing bug spray. There were some gnats around and a few mosquitoes, but it was generally lovely. They didn't really bother me that much. 
Around mile marker 948, there's a spring along the west side of the trail with a campsite just past the spring. And then just past that, a quarter mile further, is a term off to Beams Gap. At that point, I crossed Skyline Drive and headed towards Pass Mountain. About half a mile later, I found a place that could have been a campsite on the side of the trail on the north side of Pass Mountain, and which I crested about a quarter mile later. On the south side of the mountain, there appears to be several places where one can disperse camp as you're hiking along the way. At just under nine miles of hiking for the day, I came across a trail marker noting that I was 1.2 miles from Thornton Gap and several, seven miles south of Elkwall Way. <clears throat> About the same time that I came across, I came across a rather large black snake as it was sunning itself um, in the sunlight. It was just, you know, just this big glorious snake that was just laying there, just enjoying whatever last sun it could get for the year. Finally, I get down to where we cross Thornton Gap along Skyline Drive, about 10 miles of hiking at the day, at mile marker 945. Now, I'd like to remind you that my first day, when I had gotten to my camping spot, um, that I was hiking near a spring um, near Compton Gap. And I came. one of the guys that came across had come from Thornton Gap all the way to Compton Gap, but was going to continue further on. It was about 20 miles between the two. And um, it's a pretty amazing, um, impressive feat to do that all in one day. So uh, I had lunch at Thornton Gap near the parking lot um, before I began the 1.8 mile ascent up Mary's Rock. Actually, the, the hike, the ascent isn't too hard. It's just a steady upward trajectory on some legit stony spots. And it took a while. Um, there are lots of people on the trail that day coming up and down. And, you know, with COVID being what it is, um, you know, we everyone kind of took their precautions to give people space and to kind of give them their turn to go through while, you, while we all put on masks um, and just let people pass and feel comfortable. Um, slowly, I headed up the rock and I finally made it. Um, at the very top of the rock, there's some really good views um, that are worth checking out to the north and west of of the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, once on top of the rock at Mary's Rock, you stay generally along the ridge and there are several spots just south of Mary's Rock Summit, or if you're heading northbound, um, you know, just south of the summit, that seem appropriate for dispersed camping. After continuing on for an, a little while, I finally ended up at bird site number three at mile marker 941.2 at the end of the day. Um, it's right on the trail, you can't miss it. There's a big empty space, um, a meadow around it. So there's several places where you can set up and camp if you don't want to stay in the hut itself. The hut itself is kind of elevated, but it's not, uh, has an elevated platform, um, but there are no bunks there. Um, and I think uh, two through hikers, uh, southbounders did hike there the night, but I set up my tent just outside in a really grassy spot that was really comfortable. Here was the great thing about Bird Hut number three. I met several really nice people. Uh, first, I met an older couple, couple from Columbia, Maryland, who were in their 60s or 70s, retired, um, hiking uh, the entire state of Virginia from, uh, I believe, Damascus in the south, all the way north to Harpers Ferry. Um, after a conversation with the husband, one of the things that he noted, and, and I, you know, I talked about how pooped I was and how tired tired it was and how I felt like the, the inclines were 
or big, but they really weren't. Um, he said that after hiking Southern Virginia, the Shenandoah National Park is a pretty easy. He's, he thought it was a pretty, you know, simple walk in, walk in the woods compared to, you know, what the, the steeper elevation climbs and descents uh, further south. Uh, I also had a chance to chat with two friends, um, one's from Iowa and the other's from Ohio, who are hiking the Shenandoah together for a week to see if they want to do more of the trail next year. Um, they, they talked a lot about, you know, their friendship and how they've been friends for 20 years and they just hadn't had a chance to see each other for a long period of time and how this was an opportunity for them to see first, you know, whether they wanted to do it, um, hiking the Appalachian trail together and two, sorry, whether they want to hike the Appalachian trail and then two, whether they wanted to do it together. Um, I thought um, that was an interesting conversation, but they were having a good good time. Um, they're also fairly retired. It's really interesting hiking the Appalachian Trail. There's not a lot of middle-aged dudes like me up there. There's a wide diversity of people um, that we came across, um, mostly um, older couples like retirees or much younger people in their early tw- in their 20s, maybe in their 30s, <clears throat> but early 30s, like early in their careers. Um, I came across one guy who was hiking for the week because he'd been laid off, um, was sorry, furloughed and he had nothing to do for a week. So he's like, I'm just going to go into the woods and hike as far as I can. I thought that was really good. Um, the other thing that they all said, which I thought in retrospect was a little bit funny. Um, you know, thinking about the blueberry milkshake example is they're talking about how great Skyland Lodge was for breakfast and how, how that was something worth uh, worth eating at and how the trail runs right past it. So at that point, I decided I'm going to get up early and get myself to Skyland Lodge for breakfast. I'll leave at 6 and I'll try to get there by 9 because breakfast ends at 1030. Um, so that that's my goal and I'll tell you that story to, uh, in the next episode. Um, for dinner, I had dehydrated chili with couscous and that was really tasty. Um, the other thing at um, Bird's Nest number three is that there's a spring about a third of a mile away. Um, it takes a long time to walk down the hill, uh, but when you get down there, the spring is really strong. It was it's uh, piped and it's like it's like it's like a fire hydrant. It's it's so hard um, the water coming out. So uh, that was <clears throat> that was something I noticed that was uh, really fun uh, to experience. I really enjoyed eating my dinner. Um, I, I also know that, uh, Mary's rock is beautiful up at the top. Um, but as the climb after 10 miles, I was pooped. The great thing that happened or the best thing that happened on, uh, this third day was that my body really did work well. Um, I had been concerned the day before that maybe I wasn't going to be able to hack it. And I was reminded about the great gift that we have in our bodies and its physical ability to not only endure, but thrive under challenging situations. There's a lot of people that get tired and, and for various reasons are not strong enough or get injured while they're hiking. But uh, while I was concerned that maybe that would be the case in, in my situation, um, the body kind of said, you know, metaphorically anyway, that Hey, look, you're going to do this. So I guess we'll step up and we'll make it work. And so the, the great thing was my, my body really was, um, 
able to adjust to the challenge to hiking 14 miles a day. Um, and although I wish that I'd done more to condition myself in preparation for the hike, I feel ultimately pretty good after that. Um, I would have liked my hip or my back. I have to figure out what it is to be less susceptible to being pulled in a way that caused some slight injury, but there was nothing that would keep me off the trail. Um, there really wasn't anything aside from the fact that I was not as well conditioned as I'd hoped to be that I know, uh, during the day. Um, but it was, it was a good hike and it was a pretty day and it was just a glorious day to be on the trail. Um, hiking on the top, particularly at the very top of Mary's rock and just sitting there and absorbing the beautiful sunlight, um, shining on the forest below that was all sorts of colors of red and orange and green and yellow was really, really beautiful and really made it worth kind of being out there and seeing that. Um, so with that, um, that's pretty much all I have on this hike. Tomorrow we'll talk about my race to get to uh, Skyland Ranch. And uh, I guess not tomorrow necessarily, but um, and then getting to Big Meadows where I met a bluegrass band member and had some and took a shower. Anyway, I think we're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Section Hiking the Appalachian Trail. I'm glad you took the time to listen to uh, the adventure that I and some of my friends are having along the Appalachian Trail. If you'd like, please subscribe to hear more about these adventures. And um, if you'd like, please leave a review. Give us a rating, even a bad rating. I welcome your feedback. Finally, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at section underscore hiking underscore the underscore AT. Or follow me on Twitter at Eskelson John. Until next time, happy trails.